and we're we're here with a new episode of the big eyes podcast as always it's your host lj and you know ad how you doing today i'm doing good man it's it's been a it's been a good week you know what i'm saying uh really been chilling this week it's been a lot of uh just a lot of chilling yeah it's i mean today's kind of a light day in manga i feel like like i feel like there's i mean there's some cool things that happen obviously with the big stuff but just overall it just feels like it's just light and you know on on this light you know manga manga monday we have the the boss man's here with us what's up mills yo i'm here um, I'm here for multiple reasons. Mills hasn't been on here for a minute, it feels like. Mills, what's the yeah, last time you were on Big Eyes? What is wrong I, with I, you? I, I think the last yeah, time think... he was here was Promised Neverland, wasn't it? I was no. here. Yes, I was. Yeah. You, you were here for Promised Neverland? I felt like you I were was here. here. I was definitely, if it wasn't then, it was right before then, but I was definitely on like this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it was to promise Neverland because I remember because the episode got fucked up. I remember. No, it was. Mm, mm, see, see, I've definitely been on. I've been on. Oh yeah, because that's the one where we had a drop on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, mm. good episode. Here. Yeah, that's that was our that was our gift to people. Meals came on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so here's our gift again to you guys, Mills, because we got a light week. So <laughs> I've got a light. Well, listen, I don't know if it's because of me, just the fact that, like, could I have taken the day off? Sure. Like, could I have just been like, all right, I'm just not doing a podcast today. But I don't know if it's just like my weekly ritual now is definitely Sundays. I need to talk about anime with people. Um, so we're having an interesting week. Uh Jeff is unable to do the show this week, so I originally was going to have both you guys on the lookout this week, which is going to be interesting um, because we're in the middle of the My Hero season four recap, um, which would have been fine. But I'm go. I would. I was going to postpone that this week as well because I was like, you know what? I want to do it, Jeff, and we're going to wrap that up there. Um, but we're not. And then I was like, okay, so maybe we don't do that, and maybe we just do Titan time. But now, because of um, worldly disasters, unfortunately, um, Attack on Titan is not officially coming out this week. So we will have no Titan time this week. So I said, you know what? Do I have the day off? Could I just take the day off? Would I be a regular person? What would I do with my time? And then I said, no. <laughs> Let me hop on Big Eyes. And talk about anime, talk about manga, talk about everything of the sun, and get my weekly fix in. And that's what I'm doing right now. So, hey, what's up, everybody? Yes, I'm here. Um, thank you guys for having me, of course. Oh, yeah, always. You already know. Open open door policy. Here, you know. Um, hey, real, real shit, though. So, the episode still aired in Japan. Can you know, like, imagine how nerve-wracking it would probably be to watch Attack on Titan and an earthquake happens. I would start being like, yo, listen, this is the wrong when an earthquake is happening. I'm not caught up on the manga, um, but I have been seeing some spoilers flying around, and that's really some, like, I would have definitely been off my rocker, dog. I ain't gonna hold you. I'd have been on some wild shit, like, yo! Yeah. Like, watching that happens. Bro. So here's what I th- here's what I think is gonna happen. Because it definitely did air in Japan, so I'm pretty sure someone's just gonna throw some subs on it anyway. And it'll be out 
maybe even before the end of the day. Attack on Titan is high demand. There are really a lot of fans. There are people who want this. So whether or not they want it out, I think it still will be out. Actually, let me read oh, Hulu right now to see. This might be this up. might be the episode that breaks the internet, like that one episode of Dragon Ball Super where Goku goes Ultra Instinct for the first time. That might it might be just like that. It is. It is definitely an episode where things happen, and you know, violence is brought. Everyone woke up with violence <laughs> in their in their eyes. You know what I'm saying? They woke up with violence yeah. in their hearts. So I think, I, if anything, I th- I think you know, LJ, you would have loved this episode for sure. Like you would have loved this fucking. Episode. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm always here. So like, wait, since we're not gonna t- really have like a Titan time. And right now, no Titan time, but let me get off. Uh, uh, if I was on Titan time, let, let me get off this, this take because sure. the, the young <laughs> homie, the, no, for real though, because I'm tired of people really talking bad about Gabby. And like, I know that she had just got her ass kicked by an adult, by the way, let's get this real. She got her ass with by an adult. She's a kid. And this adult couldn't hold his emotions together. She, she's also a warrior. She also killed like mad people in the first episode of Final. She's killed mad adults, by the way. So I don't know. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I don't listen. <laughs> Just talk, I, I, I see where you're going. No children, bro. No, no children, bro. No, wait. Hey. <laughs> so, listen. Hey, yo. <laughs> listen. I would have loved her on like Kids Next Door or some shit, dog. She like a real one. <laughs> nah, she would have, bro. She would have <laughs> up in the treehouse. She's not built for that treehouse. She, she, her life she is mad different. She, her life is mad different. So, nah. So people be talking bad about Gabby this entire season because you know what I'm saying she took she took old girl out. First of all, let's get a couple things off the table. Y'all gotta quit calling her a Nazi. Because in reality, bro, in reality, she's grown up oppressed her entire life. Grown up oppressed her entire life. And the only reason why she even wants to be a Marleyan is, is for her family. She wants her family to live the lavish life. She's like, I'm doing this for y'all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's this is the this is the environment that she's grown up in. If she was able to grow up with some, like, you know, some pride in her heritage, of course she's going to turn out different. So, first of all, she's not a Nazi. Second, she's just a kid that grew up in an oppressed area. Secondly, hey, man, listen. End of the day, this is war. I don't understand why y'all still hold this against her, but they let's just not act like you know what I'm saying. Gabby was just you know chilling, and then one day was like, you know, I want to pop, I almost want to pop one of them. No, nah, they they brought the drama to their front door. She had to see a couple of her homies off in front of her. Like, you didn't just get to that point just because y'all gotta quit blaming her for, for, for reacting in a way that 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 she, in, like any other character would have reacted. Look what Aaron did. Look how he reacted. All right. So here's my retort to all of that. Here's my retort. Her retort, my retort is that, you know, Gabby 100% deserves her ass kicked at every step, opportunity. First of all, she's not a very endearing character. She's not like Falco, for instance. She's not like him. She where he has like some sort of moral compass. He understands kind of things what's going on. Gabby is kind of like, she's, you know, she thinks her shit don't stink. For the real part, for the, at least that's the four, five, first five episodes of this thing. Second, she's killed mad people. She's killed mad adults with no <laughs> thing in her heart. She beat someone came into her cell a couple episodes ago to see if everything was all right, and then she beat them with a brick, just for no reason, by the way. So just uh, l- let's put that out there. I understand the concept of war. The war thing is fine, and you know, 
the the Aaron sort of argument is also fine. But she is the product of propaganda. She is someone who doesn't truly know where she is because she is going off of what she was told what she was by the Marleyan people. She's led into this world that we're devils, so we must be the ones to think. And yeah, they killed a lot of people, but you know, um, they she's led to believe she's built in this thing of like self hate from the Marleyan people. Like she's been pushed with that propaganda, that angle, that everything like that. So that is why she does the things that she does. She does because she doesn't have a clue. So maybe she needs to open her eyes. Maybe she needs to open her ears, like Falco, for instance. Because Falco over there, she you like, yo, I think, you know, I think they wilding because you know, we were wild out first and they trying to retort back and all this other stuff like that. They went over there's too much stuff to go through. I I don't want to get in the full debate. I could debate. No, this. We, we don't got to. Wait, listen, we can't we we can get there. We gonna get there. We gonna get there. I just need to get that off my chest because, bro, like, I be like, y'all really are going up. Like, y'all really going hard against this girl, and I get it. Like, listen, she a little, she a little shit. She be doing little things. I be like, all right, bro, you not, you you not making it easy to defend you now. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, like I'm putting my name on the line for you. So, but in the, the day, like you said though, she's just a, she's a product of propaganda. Like, you can't hold that against her. Like think of, but a, like think of all of my other environment. Ones. Hustler's poem, Jim Jones. <laughs> yes, for real. She really <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that ass. She she really is. She really is. She has her it's soundtrack in her life. <laughs> oh my god! I actually need to run that. That's probably my favorite Jim Jones album. Summer in parody, baby. Come on, featuring uh, Trey songs. Trey songs. Ada, you were gonna say something. What the hell were you? What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that's a special of what Attack on Titan is doing right now, because it's giving us both Falco and Gabby in these two different perspectives where we had Falco in the beginning, pretty much being told all of this stuff with Reiner and Aaron in the, in the, um, you know, under the studio, uh, not studio, but stage. And then you got Gabby, who's like the person who has to be showing all this stuff. So it's like a dynamic of show and tell show versus tell, you know what I mean? And I think that's really what's, great about this final season of attack on titan that being said you know it's kind of fucked up how they're doing it because we're getting we're getting this perspective on gabby but we've seen everything that aaron and everyone else has been going through so it's like can you really be mad when this is what aaron would have probably done in the same instance like can you really like it's, it's just kind of fucked up but that's the special thing about this they're trying to end the cycle with uh Gabby and her generation because they see that yeah these are still some young kids even though Gabby been often niggas like left and right dog like you mm. can't excuse that but at the same time like it, she is a product of her environment but you got Falco here on the other side who's the same product in this came from the same space but because he was told and he sees like the error of everything that's been going on it's like you know maybe we should really like just listen to the whole story first like there are some things that people are leaving out of these things and like they're being shown the world of parody and I think it's just really Attack on Titan is dope. Like pretty much. That's all I want to say. Yeah, That's man, she me. right. Hey, listen, 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 free Gabby. That's all I'm saying. Free Gabby. Free the homie. Yeah. She, yeah, she, she ain't that wrong. Shout out to the if you've read Attack on Titan, chapter one hundred thirty eight. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Just saying that. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I none of you have read it, I'm sure. <laughs> I haven't I listen, I'll say this. I haven't read it, but I'm have close you been to it. Have you been spoiled? Not yet. No? I have not yet. No. 
I'm AD brain doesn't... dumping every I'm brain dumping everything about spoilers because I've been enjoying the anime so far. Like the fact that they were with uh Sasha's parents the whole time, I was like, dog, wait, really? Like I- I've been enjoying the ride with the anime. I will read it though. Okay. Okay. AD's not gonna read the anime. I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I believe it when I see it, pal. How about He's gonna that? read the manga. That, listen, especially where it ends, considering what a ride this is, and it looks like part two is gonna maybe drop. I don't even know. It might be end of this year. God forbid any other natural occurrence that ruins our fucking anime cycle. But um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna end up reading it. I feel like yeah, no, it's too good. I, I I will no, it's it's ending right now. What we have two more episodes, barring what happened this week. Like there's what two more episodes, two more episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got no problem reading it after that. And they're gonna they're gonna right. end on a very interesting point. So I'm uh, you know, I'm excited to see kind of the reaction to this and all this other stuff. Okay, maybe that was Titan Time. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That very much was Titan Time. You're welcome. I gave you something this week. We got Titan Time go. for you guys. There you go. There it goes. Oh. Oh. Uh, nah, there you go. That's 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 our time. We're like, okay, Titan Talk actually getting to manga this week. Um, you know, like I said, I don't. I feel that there wasn't much that happened in manga that's really like, oh wow, that just blew my mind. Um, my hero had a really good chapter though. Oh yeah, a nice follow up chapter. I'm glad that we got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say nah, probably. I think it'll end either next chapter or the one after, because of where it's going. Yeah, they're having this conversation right now. As is, you know, I love my hero, but I definitely will agree that they're doing this thing. They're definitely cooling down everything that's kind of happening. We're like cools down at this point because. There is a lot of dialogue that's happening currently and not a lot of action, but it's dialogue that's needed. I mean, this is the kind of plot and stuff like that. Like it's a, it happens with a lot of, I think, great manga, just like we go off on this dialogue thing to kind of establish characters, a lot of character development, kind of reset, reset the room, we're to clubhouse. Uh Um, And we're currently doing that right now. Um, I think the interesting thing about this latest chapter, chapter 305 well, first of all, I didn't like how it started. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like how it like. Remember last week where everyone was like, "Yo, we about to, it's about to be violence. We about to have to kill Shigaraki." Oh my god, are we gonna do this? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It starts off this week. It's like I was just testing you. I wanted to see your intent, and it was like, well, that's not as fun. <laughs> I mean, I kind of figured it was going to go that yeah. route because we, they they were give we were seeing everybody's perspective, but we had to get the point of Deku because it's still he's still the protagonist, you know what I mean? So, we I, had to see where he stood in all of this. I think also the fact that I think Horikoshi knows cuz he doesn't do a lot of murder or intent to kill a lot in this show. He doesn't just usually like the I mean, there are people who die, but there's no one who intended to kill somebody. And yeah. I think that's important in a show that like surrounds school and the kids and all this other stuff. You don't want to like promote a lot more violence, but especially with school related to school stuff and this damn thing. Um, people yeah. die because of like instances in the middle of war and stuff, but there's no like, we're going to kill you motherfuckers. And that's uh, Shigaraki <laughs> saying, I'm going to kill Deku. Um, he's just saying, I want one for all. <laughs> I really want that. Yeah. Or, um, and you know, I didn't like it's other more. Chapters. It's it. 
No, I'm saying it's more it's more based on destruction than it is like killing. Like he wants to be destructive. He wants to like, and, and that can mean a lot of different things. It can mean like actual destruction, like leveling whole cities, but also destruction of society in general. Like they 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 talk more about about destruction than actual murderous intent, like you said. Yeah, um, yeah. And think about yeah. that, like uh, Beerus, kind of sort of like his vision of destruction, where it's destroyed before you can create. You know what I mean? Nah, Beerus really be wanting to kill folks. Beerus really be uh, pissed off. Beerus really be wanting to smoke me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know he want to smoke Goku. Goku deserves that shit. But everybody, everything else, I think, is more of a... Beerus throws out destruction as a threat way too easy to not be really mean and killing people. Like, he'll be like, you know what, skip it. Like, he really takes it there. He'll even be like, I will destroy you. He'll be like, I will murder your entire planet. Like, don't play with me. Like, he, or... he throws that threat out re- mad easy. Or I don't care if you get destroyed or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Like, eh, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> he can die every day. <laughs> that's really he can die every day, B. That's how he. That's his mindset every time. I think she she really wanted to know the intent because she felt like at least his. She find, kind of felt like it was kind of similar to like season three, where when um, All Might found out that Shigaraki was the grandson of Nana Shimura and. Um, and Gran Torino was like, you're getting weak because now you're seeing him as a person instead of the actual villain that he is. But you need to attack him like the villain that he is because he is someone yeah. who will kill you um, no matter what. I think you get a, a couple of reveals in this, especially like the idea of fuck. What, how do I start this shit? Um, so, you know, what? I'll, I'll, I'll go back to my last point. Um, so they kind of wanted to see where Deku was at. It's like, listen, if it comes down to this, are you willing to do this? Will you have it in you? Because if you don't, um, I think, you know, all for one is 100% going to take advantage of you. And this is something that we for, I guess, multiple generations have protected this power. Like, in, and, and it's done so with the mindset of like, um, we must pretty much end all for one at all costs. So will you go all the way to end all for one? And they really kind of wanted to, at least Nana Shimura and, and a couple of other ones wanted to um, see that. And yeah. Deku, Deku in response is like, I'm here to save. I'm not really here to kill. Like this power was really meant to save people. So he's looking at a different perspective of like, I could save the world by killing him or I could save him and like not kill him and then Thank save you. the world. <laughs> something along yeah i I like i I agree with you there of just i I agree with you when you're original when you what you first said of this really it, it didn't take the air out of the tire completely for me but the fact that it was kind of one of those things where it's like we just want to see it was really one of those like you know we just want to see where you at with it you know like you know ask them like that instead of really making it kind of a hard line of like, nah, you don't really have to do this. Um, you know, I think that this chapter was cool because for no, Nana to be a character that is very ingrained in this story, uh, especially the fact like like Shigaraki's her grandson, like she's she's very much a part of it. Uh, even though she's long gone, she's dead. But the I moments where she does pop up, I feel that this is the most we have ever seen her speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, yeah, so it sure. was really it, it, and I think that is really cool, though, that the moment that we see her 
speak the most is when she's really on some like listen i don't care even if he is my grandson and like yeah i do feel guilt of not always having to you know being there for my family and and whatnot but at the end of the day like my like my loyalty is to this power like the reason why i'm here right now is to make sure that we're like the reason why all of us are here right now is to make sure that we're guiding you and like we have to understand that if it really comes down to it you're gonna you're gonna have to learn how to make a hard decision and i like how i like how serious they make it because they really she's really like listen the reason why he even chose shigaraki as his vessel is because he understands how deeply ingrained his hate is Mm-hmm. Like his hate is so deeply ingrained in him like this, like if he is truly like allowed to, you know, fully blossom as true evil, like there's, there's nothing that can, there's nothing that will be able to stop him. So like, you really have to be at this point of if he's going to truly ingrain himself and in being pure evil, like you have to be the complete opposite of that. And also you have to be willing to stop that at any cost. And um, I mean, I think that the the answer Deku gave back was very Deku esque. Like, I didn't, I I wasn't expecting him to say anything different. I wasn't expecting him to ever, you know, be like, you know what? I get it. Like, I'm right there with you. Um, I mean, he he does in a sense say like, hey, I mean, I will I will try my best. You know, like you know, if it really, really, really comes down to it, like, sure, maybe, but. I I wasn't expecting him to ever be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll do it. I'll do whatever it takes. So his response was very um, predictable in a sense. But yeah, I mean, I just, I I like how this, how this question is coming from Nana, just for the simple fact that she's, she has to, she has to acknowledge, like this forces her to acknowledge the fact that she's talking about her grandson here, end of the day. And 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 they, and they do touch on that. And I think, it, you know, just to touch on kind of the, the Shigaraki and all for one type of thing, it shows a little bit more about their relationship, at least what they believe that it is, is that all for one, it's pretty much he sees Shigaraki as kind of a vessel. And he un- he doesn't really see him as this like son figure or something or family or some, any of the thing how it's kind of been like put across for maybe in the show or at least hinted towards the show of just like, you know, I think Shigaraki always looked up to All for One, at least for guidance, a lot in the show for like things to do and how he's going to do it. But at the end of the day, All for One was really kind of just grooming Shigaraki for to for this exact moment, for the moment where he's able to take, you know, control of his body and kind of like reestablish himself as this all powerful being. So at the end of the day, he's taking advantage of Shigaraki in this instant. And you see the, I mean, we've gone through the previous chapters, you see the internal struggle between Shigaraki and All for One in terms of what they want and what he wants, but they know at the end of the day, All for One is pretty much going to assume um, all that is in Shigaraki. And it's going to, it's an internal, it's the internal struggle that was built throughout this chapter of, of, of Deku seeing Shigaraki and like, I see him crying out for help more so than like, I see the murderous intent and he, he talks about the past villains and overhaul and muscular and all this other stuff. He's like, imagine if I knew them better, like I knew Shigaraki right now, could I have saved them? Would it have been a different result? Would they have gone to jail and become, you know, villains and have to live their life in Tartarus and eating like, you know, fucking cheese sandwiches and all this other shit? Or could I have, 
you know, just someone who have reached out, could I have reformed them? It's a cycle of violence thing that he wants to stop, similar to AOT, right? Like, so it's a cycle of violence thing he wants to stop. Is like, I could have reached out to them and hopefully give them at least a little bit of hope or something, or someone could have reached out to them, give a little bit of hope, and we could have had a different narrative. Muscular could have been a hero or something, or Stain or whatever the hell. And But we'll never know. And he at least wants to reach out to Shigaraki at this point and see kind of where it is. Um, you think yeah, those other two Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that's just the... Uh... This, this is probably going to be a whole bunch of kids being products of their environments because we see Deku, you know, growing up with All Might in front of him saying, yeah, I want to be like this person and, you know, save people. And this is the power of All for One, not All for One, but One for All, where all of you have invested so much of this time and power into helping the people around you. And that's how you guys became heroes. And you see with Shigaraki, you know, he didn't really get that everybody around him has been either manipulative or destructive in and has been a, a vital factor in how he's been cultivating this dream of you know decon- deconstructing society and destroying everything around him because he himself has been a part of that it's been ingrained into him so i think like with with the way this chapter went and i think the best part is deku being able to talk through the smoke no matter what like we we I, I personally figured this was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but him taking a stand and showing all of the all of the holders in this moment, like you know, saying, "Yeah, no, I I need to let you guys know where I stand with the idea of killing people versus saving people." You know, I I, I if the time comes, I, I don't know what I'll do, but in this moment, I just want to help Shigaraki. I just want to save him. So I think, um, you know, it's very expected. Like like Jamal said. Um, but I think in this point with the with the two guys who have turned their backs, I think <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I have no idea what to expect from them. I think the biggest thing also with that is like All Might being touched by what Deku is saying. And I, I, I really want to see what the conversation that they will have once once Deku wakes up. But um, what were you saying? No, nah, I was gonna. I was. I was trying to figure out like, who those two guys. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I. I mean, they're 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 shown in I think the last chapter with their backs turned. They, they I think they're like the the last two all for one, um, or uh one for all holders, uh that we haven't like seen or heard speak yet. And from from the the statement of the original, um, one for all holder saying now play knights you too you have to cooperate with our successor um he needs your help to unleash his full power obviously these two guys are the they're the they're probably the bakugos of the group they're the, they're probably the bakugo uh <laughs> type Man, holders they're, oh, probably, they're probably gonna go in there and bust his head they're probably gonna go in there and try to bust his head open Hey, dude with the spiky hair really reminded me of Bakugo because he even got the like the little grenade launches on his arms too um, yeah. from the last chapter. So I was like, "Bro, who is this guy?" Like, that's the one who I want to know about the most. The other dude looked like he got the ingenium thing on his arm, like like uh, Ida. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what these two have to say to Deku. Yeah, they're probably gonna definitely go in there. They're in there to to talk shit. <laughs> definitely there to be like, bro, what the hell do you think this is? We are in war. We are in war. They probably gonna be in there, but I, I'm excited. I mean, they're they they're gonna they they're gonna need those characters because obviously, um, as you as you have heard all the other 
um, one for all users talk, you know, they're all very, they're all very grounded. It seems like they're all like they all seem very wise. They have all given Deku very, um, you know, they, they've given him wisdom throughout and like actually good shit that he can use. So I think these two characters are definitely there to probably offset the kindness that they are giving him because none of them have really like been like Deku, you're wilding or like Deku, like not nah, like you know they they have all talking to him in a, in a in a in a way that's like listen, we're here to support you. We're here to be very nurturing and caring, but. It's gonna be fun to for them. Hopefully, that these two characters very much switch the tone. Um, I'm excited to see what they're if they introduce their backstory, like what their backstory is, and of being holders and users because they have all, in minus the one that had, has died from natural age, um, they have all talked about like they've died in the line of battle, so they have all died in in um, you no know, battling all for one, so. I'm excited to kind of hear what their story is and, and, uh, and just to, just to see like, okay, like, like what, like at what point in, in no all for one and one for all is history. Uh, do you guys fall? Because we, you know, you've created a pretty good timeline of which, when, which like holder is held it and figure out where they're at in the timeline. So it's cool to like place them, you know, know where they're in the story. Yeah. Yeah, I I really want to see like an anime OVA or maybe like a, a separate volume going through all of the different one for all holders and their experiences. Um, you know, being heroes, I would love to see something like that just just come about. I agree. Like, cause imagine all the information that we could just get from that. Like, just seeing how they coped with their powers, cause we all know that they died pretty tragically young. Uh, cause they're all like the oldest person was forty before All Might, so it's like. Wow, what kind of tragic backstory do they have to where they they get put down so quickly um like coming in face and with the fight against all for one you know what i mean so i, I really would like to see something like that but you know with time will tell i really want to see what happens next chapter um and the anime is coming out pretty soon too yeah and in a month yeah how about you mills what do you what were your feelings on the last two guys um I don't know. I feel like we're going to end up learning. It seems like they, they can't even look at Deku, which is, I guess, something. I don't know if it's from disdain of, like, look at how this power has become or, like, look at where we've gone with this. Or I don't know if it's, like, <laughs> shame of, like, we can't even look at this guy. Like, so I'm I'm confused. I, I, I want to think it's the, the you know first the first one i said because he just says play nice with them um but i'm I, you know i'm interested in seeing where they kind of go with this at least with these two people and what kind of powers they unlock it's it's really now so kind of learning what kind of powers he's going to unlock if it's gonna do like deku about to be souped up you got you got the cheat oh yeah he's yo he definitely do yeah yeah and and and, and if this if everything is going to end Deku, they're going to have to cooperate, at least in ending all for one, because I guess this was what the power was, you know, of one for all was intended to be, um, to end all for one. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. I kind of, no. I, I really I really want to see who told them to go stand in the corner in separate corners, like they was really in timeout in class, bro. Like, that's what I really want to know. No, I mean, I didn't even, but that, that brings up a good point. I didn't even think of it that way, of 
they really have had their back turned to Deku this entire time. Yeah. Like the entire time that they're talking, they haven't said nothing. Like, and every time they're shown, like their back is is, is showing. Um, and then the simple fact that play nice is the first thing that is, is said to them. Um, that that really does make me feel like, damn, do they are they are they do they feel that Deku's even worthy to hold this power? Like, yeah. do they even feel that he, you know, he should have like had it in the first place, or are they even, you know, do do they care about? I don't know. I I don't think they believe in his in his in his resolve. I think that's the biggest thing. I think that even the fact that this is brought up and like this is, has kind of been a, um, I think this was the problem that you know that Gran Torino had with All Might. You know, like you said, of you know All Might didn't seem that he had that resolve to kill if he needed to. He like I don't think he ever wanted to kill um, All for One, and I think that's what their issue probably was with him. And I think All Might talked about. I don't know if All Might's ever acknowledged that he's talked to the past users before. Has he? I think I think he said no because I I pretty sure he was like you're the first person to ever come in contact with this power. But I think ever since Deku has been able to do it, All Might has been able to feel it as well. Um, oh, I, I can't mean. remember exactly when, but I feel like it was I, f- I feel like it was around this time, not this time, but um around season four time where um Deku is in that dreamscape where he first um, meets them. Or something. Oh, yeah, I, I remember four. him. Yeah, that's the end, 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 end. That's the final scene of season four is that he ends up in that thing. Um, yeah. But you see that you see that All Might really isn't there. I mean, it's like something that's representing him. It's like the smoky, fiery, whatever the hell the thing is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he said that he, he can feel him talking to the past All for One users. And he could faintly feel himself inside of there, too. When uh, well, he can't they even, first got into the cove. I feel like he... He, I feel like he's not. I don't know. I feel like Deku might be the first one to be able to actually like talk to them. Cause yeah, I feel like All Might definitely can feel them, and maybe it's like um, that thing of that vestige thing that's in the room. So he has that like he can tap in, and he, like he feels like he's in this world as well, and part of his soul is over there. Maybe it's the flames that are like still within him, or some shit like that. Um, but. It's, it's it's interesting that they've never he's never really he knows who the past users are, in a sense. Yeah, but I don't think he's ever like talked to them because then he would be able to like spill all the information and stuff. Well, maybe that's true. He, no, that's he, true though because he does he does talk about how he doesn't really know. He's done research, like, but he but he's never really like he's never really said like. He's never really. I felt like if he was the one to do that, we learn a lot more about this in season five. <laughs> I'm sure we do. We do learn a lot, a lot more about this in season five. They're going to talk about it because the moment when spoilers, if you right here, um, the moment if you're that the to this, power, I got no. <laughs> I yeah, no that's true. Me. Listen, if you're listen, if you're this far, oh well, my like you done it to yourself. Like we 35 minutes in, um, but uh. No, that's true though, because when the new power emerges, that I mean, you you they really start talking like, all right, like this is you know, bigger. This is this is grown into something bigger than than uh you just talking to them. But right. uh, but going back to the my point of 
All Might has shown the same resolve as Deku in terms of this power is meant for saving. This power is meant to kind of be this symbol of peace. This this is what this power is used for. It's not like meant for killing. It's not meant me kill someone. And obviously the consciousness of all of them lives inside the power. So regardless of All Might were talking to them or not, they were there. They like, you know what I'm saying? Like they were there. They're still there. So I'm pretty sure that they probably have some carryover resentment from from All Might because they knew he he had the same resolve as Deku. And now they're kind of like, see, like we going through this shit again. Of we got another holder that can't get the job done. And this is how the last holder got a hole in his rib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like got a hole in his chest. You know, it's the interesting thing though, because like with Deku, he's the first person to actually unlock all of these other powers. Like All Might didn't even get the Black Whip stuff. He didn't, I don't think he got float at any point. Like Deku is the first person to be shown getting all of these powers like in multiple ways with the mm-hmm. Black Whip come emerging first. So it's like, was all like, what is it with All Might himself? Like, where where, mm. where does he stand toward with the with the all for one users? I mean, one for all users, because That's we know I'm that he he yeah, because yeah, he was he was a um he was the he was the protege to uh, Nana. And that's probably where he learned all of the information from because she was still alive at that point. So it's like, you know, wh- where do you go from here? What What is the deal with All Might? And how is he so different from Deku? Because we did also just learn that he was quirkless, but he could hold all of this power in him. So he was able to live just as long as anybody else. So, like, where where does All Might stand? What's the difference between him and Deku in this instance? Like, why is Deku able to hold all of these powers? <laughs> I, don't know. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know, man. It's, it's, it's a lot. Uh. I mean, okay. So there's another question that came up on the on the on the timeline. I want to know you guys' thoughts about it. Um, let me. I want to give the person their props. Let me let me let me let me find it real quick because I don't want I don't want to act like I'm the one that came up with this question because I didn't. That's okay. Uh, Just admit it. You ain't come up with it. <laughs> but pretty much, um, someone asked vocal pineapple at vocal pineapple. Um, um eat, eat big yeah. time. Even if you still, you're not gonna come. Oh back, man, bro. listen, I listen, bro. Listen, I listen. I like to give people credit when credit. You know what I'm saying? You know but, so pretty yeah. much, he asked. He he. So pretty much, he asked. You know, in this next arc of my hero academia, like, what do you think they do villain wise? Are we introducing a new villain, or are we just using the the, the current pieces that are on the table right now? Nah, man. And I want to know what you guys thought about that. I I think they could because they introduced that blue haired lady that escaped with overhaul so i'm thinking like okay we gotta figure out what there's obviously some attention on her she got a whole panel to herself so there's obviously something that she's gonna do um but i don't know you released all the villains at this point i'm just assuming it's like fan service at this point now like we back there yeah i think we start from well that's the thing i think we are going to get introduced to new villains because it's not just tartarus that broke out it was all like a lot of prisons that uh all the prisoners escape from. So I think this is the chance where they can start introducing new villains and it can be like a succession line where, okay, we start with these small time C rank villains. We probably get them um, jammed up by support teams with, with, uh, you know, support items and we get those type of heroes. And then when that seems out of line or it seems to be, you know, getting out of, out of their hands, then we jump to like maybe the students with actual powers because they got their provisional licenses now. Then we start to like start scaling up upwards to go all the way back to you know 
all for one and his power. And that's where we could start introducing like the world heroes where they start coming in and they train like the provisional students and everything. So I think it is, um, it's very possible that we are going to get introduced to like new villains, but that's how we can also get introduced to like the world heroes and even new heroes in that regard, because uh, like we just had like half the hero society quit either quit and a fair amount of them died. So it's like, you know, we it, it, we're basically starting from scratch, not complete from scratch, but like we got to build up from that point again. Yeah, definitely. I think that I personally think that a new villain emerges for the simple fact that, like we've all said, a hundred thousand niggas just escaped jail. So, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's a bunch of villains just running around, just not doing, you know, just wreaking havoc. So, um, and obviously during the breakout, the the highlight on the the one shorty definitely makes it seem that she's going to be a player in all this. Um, also, I just think for the sake of the story, we, the other pieces got to be used right now. Um, and it's not like, you know, they got to make someone, you know, big or, you know, make, make someone as this new emerging factor of there's now here's another person trying to take over the world or something like that. It doesn't have to be to that extent, but I do feel that another villain has to enter the picture. Um, I think this just, to is give, also- just, to, just to give other things to do right now, like Shiggy's still down. Deku is obviously going to be down and out for a bit. Um, you know, I think the whole Todoroki, you know, thing that I don't want to rush right back into that, especially since they're doing this whole investigation thing. Like they're trying to figure out a lot of different pieces. Like there's a lot of uncovered things that if they jump right back into a villain that we have already seen or they jump right back into Shigaraki or jump right back into Dobby is going to, is going to feel exhausted and it's going to feel like they're just, they're rushing this story along, especially with something that, cause it's going to be like right now, if they go right back into those two storylines, well, how, I just don't know. It's going to feel like it's just going to be stretched out. Like it is going to feel like a very long stretched out ending. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that too, because I was gonna bring up like one of my favorite plot points and storylines that I really want to revisit is Stains, and because we know that he's basically an antihero. He he was like heroes nowadays aren't really true heroes, and he was one of the people that got set free. But now that we have this society, maybe we get to see from Stains' perspective, like you know, all the all the heroes that I I called out are now not here. But now for the people who are fighting, you know, for their right to live and even when they're quirkless, even when they don't have like really useful quirks, they're still fighting for their own lives because they see other people that need saving. And those could probably be people that Stain deems as true heroes and he could help them out. And he'll probably will probably see like not a complete face turn, but a more shift into Stain's ideologies. And I, I would really like to see Stain come back in in that perspective. A Stain face turn could be funny. I, that could be interesting seeing him get back into the story somehow in a way that is, I don't know. I don't know how he fits in. I mean, other than it, that. Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's the thing though, because we're, we already set that up for him and we could see all of the students who are like, you know, Stain did this. We could probably see him have a moment with Ida and we see Ida grow as a character. And we might actually be like, you know what, Ida, you not that bad of a nigga. Like right now, Ida is still, you know, one of the lower Man, nah, you know, I don't I don't need him and Ida having some damn handshake, bro. He put your he he murdered dang near murdered your brother, bro. You better get it back in blood. The heck? Hell he nah. He, comparison Vegeta. 
Am I wrong? That's a different situation. <laughs> that is a way different situation. <laughs> That's a way different situation. I love doing this to you sometimes, because, bro. Because, because Beerus, even though Beerus was the mastermind of the plan, and Beerus is really the one that, that thought of it, like, Frieza's the one that pulled the trigger. <laughs> I mean, you know that's, what that's true, but like, still though, like, can you blame like, him? Like Stain, Stain, Stain thought of the plan and carried it out himself. But he, but he, he was doing it for his own ideologies. So that's what I'm saying. Like, w- would you say the same thing about Ida? Like, in this regard, where he's like, you know, you you did something to my brother, but now you're trying to save the people around me. Like, you're trying to do a just cause or something that I would deem just. And I would like to help you in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Something, something like that. Yes, I don't even know. But, man, this is a very My Hero episode. Yeah. Yeah. But My Hero is good, bro. My Hero just had one of the best war arcs. Like, we're getting back into we're getting back into the anime. Like my hero, chapter was way better than this, but it's all good. Mills, Mills <laughs> isn't caught up yet, so we couldn't even really talk about it. Yeah. Hey man, look. Chozo did work. I'm not gonna hold you. Chozo was Chozo really shot up in my in my ranking for like favorite characters. But that also just goes to show how great all of the Jujutsu Kaisen characters are. Like I think the worst characters that we've probably seen, in my opinion, are like the villains from the the Kyoto versus Tokyo arc, like because they barely stood out to me. Like the butcher dude and the the one guy that ran away from all the women. Like those are the probably just two of the worst characters. But them just giving Chozo this moment, and even Noya still doing work, and the ending, you know what I mean? Ugh, it's so good, bro. It's so good. I don't know how to, I don't know how we're gonna get out of this, but you know what I mean. Mm. Hey, my nigga Yuta came through dragging Yuji. Came through dragging that man's dead, lifeless body. And Sakuna not even... And Sakuna said, fuck this nigga. I ain't even trying to help him out. He ain't even pop up nothing. You know what? Let me see. Let me see how he get this by himself. Let me see him get work this out by himself. I ain't even gonna give him no support, no nothing. Hey, Yuta beat the brakes off. I, what what if nah, what if, nah, if, nah, if nah, nah, tell me you had a, had a fair fight? No, nah, bro, this they they probably gonna be nah. Yuto put that boy in a spin cycle, beat the brakes off of Yuji. I should have known that when he threw a beamer at him, threw the beamer back, he threw it at him and threw it back. We should have known. Nah, he probably having to sit down with Yuji just like Midoriya is right now. That's man, hell no, nah. he ain't have no sit down with him. He in there chilling, he in there eating grapes, he in there getting his nails done, he in there doing that little smirk, he in there being a little bad bitch right now, sitting all sassy. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's so it's so sad. Oh man, but like, um, I will say. Before we end, I do want to talk about the tournament that we're holding um, because. Uh, yeah. So if you've been paying attention to the Lookout RNC page, we got March Madness going on right now. The tournament of all tournaments. Yeah, boom. Man. This is boom. Like, the, the, this, the, is, this is a great idea. Was it? I, I, was, I thought it was like when I thought about it, I was like, all right, this has definitely been done before. Right. Like definitely like yeah. somewhere. Nah, maybe, yeah. But I think tournament arcs are such a uh, tournament arcs are such an integrated part of anime, especially shonen. Yeah. Every every like damn near every shonen got a, some type of tournament. Right. I sl- I slander Bleach because it doesn't have one, but that's that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's because Bleach got forty eight one on ones. That's why. 
That's I true. Mean, so everybody so needs to be fighting. So, so the idea of tournament arcs are always supposed to be like you either introduce new characters, you have a lot of new characters, you want to showcase all at once, you want to continue to advance some sort of story, blah 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 blah. Um, so I was like, okay, who did it the best? Like honestly, like if you deep down in your soul, I mean, I think generally there's a consensus of who is the running favorite for all of this. Will they win? Not fully sure. But there is a, and I say I'm not really sure for just kind of seeing the trend of how these votes go. Um, But I think just in general, I mean, it's a, it's a cool concept, but let's talk about the, let's talk about the bracket itself. Let's talk about the bracket. Let's talk about the, the, so we're, we're ready in the elite eight by the time this comes out, you know what? I'm just going to hold this for the time's out. I don't think I'm going to start the final four on Tuesday. Okay. The final four on Tuesday. Okay. The yeah. final four will be on Tuesday. So everything that is set up for the elite eight thus far will be in the elite eight. How do you guys feel about the elite eight thus far? Well, at least the, 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 the elite eight and the final four, because I think we'll, we know the final four at this point. So the final four will actually start on, uh, on Tuesday. How do you guys feel? AD, you can start. Amy, I want you to start first. I can't even. Why do you always have? Why do you always have a problem with what the people voted, man? <laughs> oh no, because I honestly, no, because honestly, I do too. No, I do too, honestly. But like, <laughs> but you know how it is. You know how it is. You know how it is. Tell me, tell me, everyone's all right. So tell me what. Tell me what part of this do you feel like? Definitely something that should have been voted in got the shaft, and you feel like, wow, we need like a losers bracket. Tell me that feeling from both of you guys um all right so let me start with uh let me start with announcing what the elite eight is for people that are just listening um so the elite eight is the dark tournament from yu yu show ua sports festival and my hero the 23rd world martial arts tournament which is the piccolo junior saga from dragon ball and then the tournament of power from super and then on the right hand side we have the tuning exams from naruto the dress yeah. rose coliseum from from one piece uh, Battle City Tournament, which is the one that I have a problem with the most, and uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Heaven's Arena a, from from hey, Hunter Cyrus gonna hear this. Hey, Cyrus <laughs> gonna hear this episode. Cyrus gonna hear this, and he gonna show up in your house with a steel chair. <laughs> okay, hey, all right. So what is what is what is the issue with the Battle City Tournament? Because I feel like that if anything on here represents. A fully, I mean, yes, there's a there's a massive arc in the middle of it that just takes everything. But if anything, it's like things on the line, uh, things at stake, people get places. It's the Battle City Tournament. So where could you? That so one? for so for me, it, it's two things I have a problem with it. One is the reason that we're having this tiebreaker with Hunter Hunter. Like that's the that's Which the Yu-Gi-Oh second is part. going to win, by the way. Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, it's going to win. But you know what? But my thing is, um, for me, it's <coughs> where it originally placed up against and how it got here because it was originally against the Holy Grail War from Fate Zero. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Please go watch it. Fate, the Fate series is all about tournament arcs with a lot of people from mythology being pit against each other to win the coveted Holy Grail. Bro, it's amazing. Like, Gilgamesh, Emiya, all the fights in Fate are phenomenal. If you like Demon Slayer, it's the same studio that made the Demon Slayer anime. It's, it's euphoric. Mm. Like, so okay. the animation is crazy. So with that in mind, like, I just think that 
Battle City is amazing because of all the stakes that went into play, like Yugi getting trapped in a uh, in a dungeon facing against another Dark Magician user, him facing There's against so like fake Zodia cards. Uh, my biggest thing is fucking Joey losing by plot. That's that's the worst part of it for me. Like that that's that's immediately the worst thing for me um, out of anything. Um, but. The stakes in Fate Zero themselves are just as good, if not better. So I just really would like a lot of people to go watch the Fate series. Fate Zero and Unlimited Blade works. Uh, they're both on Crunchyroll, and uh, I think they're still on Netflix also. Like, go go take a look. It's it's a phenomenal series. Um, that's why I lie with it. But the other thing with it coming up against Hunter Hunter and it tying, like, that's that's wild. I thought a lot of people like liked Hunter Hunter a little bit more, but like the fact that it tied, it's like, all right, I kind of want to see battle city go 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 to distance i want it i want it to beat out tuning exams for naruto um but that's just me jamal what was your issue with this please and and, and in 280 <laughs> characters or less please oh my gosh you know i ain't, i don't have no issue with it that's a lie i mean <laughs> i have an issue listen i have an issue with it but at the end of the day i understand why see so we'll talk about it yeah talk about it all right I don't feel that in any way, shape, or form that the chinning exams are better than the tournament dress rosa at all. Also, that bro, that, my nigga, I'm glad. You well, said I mean, that. okay, eighty, eighty. You're we're both very biased human beings. In this <laughs> yeah, very biased, very, yeah. very biased. I'm looking through a very. I want y'all to know that I'm not looking through a. This is very tunnel vision. All right, listen, I'm not trying to hear no outside arguments. I know what I feel, and that's just it. I just personally just don't... Like, the tuning exams are, are really good in terms of... If you've ever watched Naruto, it does introduce a lot. Um, I think that the tuning exams also kind of suck because all of the, like, stakes in the tuning exams really don't end up mattering because they all end up passing, in a sense. So it's kind of just like okay, what was the, what was really the point? Like what was really the like no one like even the losers win at the end of the day, like the in in Dress Rosa like there's there's only one winner, and you you get that winner and the person who ends up winning it, it makes it so much better because of the backstory behind it, um, no and it, okay obviously those who voted no so pretty much in Dress Rosa no Sabo's re- reveal of him coming back. Him winning the fire fire or the flame flame fruit, him like you know him aces and Luffy's backstory like the moment where Luffy and him see each other like the first all of time. that like, like, the first time <laughs> like you know what I'm saying then you got you got Shorty in there that's been in there fighting for her dad and the toy soldier um you got you got dude in there that that hell like wanted the to kill Luffy. <laughs> The world's longest grudge, like bro, there was a, like a lot of bangers in there, man. Like, and, and no, Luffy having to be in the disguise, but him, like, really, you know, all those people who really hate Luffy, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you know, his disguise really not working, like, oh man, like, it, it. There's so much that goes on within it, and that 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 tournament. The the, the best thing about that tournament is that that tournament is really a story without within another story. Like, yes. Dress like, Rosa as a whole. Part. Yeah, it's one part of Dress Rosa. And the fact that it's this tournament, though, means so much to the story and just adds mm-hmm. to it. And it adds so many different characters. It makes it just such a better thing for me than the tuning exams, where 
And you know, you introduce like you know, it gave us some dope fights. Like the simple fact that we you know we see Rock Lee Gara, we see um Sasuke that's, get, that's the, the, get the Sharingan fight, Orochimaru with the yeah, he gets the the curse, Sharingan, yeah, um, you see um, and I think isn't that the first time that Naruto like does the one tail or when he in his fight against Neji. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily that, but it is also the same time where um we get Neji versus Hinata, and we see where Neji stands. Uh, Sasuke, yeah, man, and, like, you know what I'm saying, like we get that Hinata fight. You know, she, this dude's like beating up on his girl cousin. Like I'm just like, dang, dog. Like it's a lot of just hating his blood. Like it's just a lot of and like all the. But the thing is though is that with all the, the all the, the the fights that happen, right? With all the fights that happen in there, all the stories and the backstories was like repetitive. It was all repetitive. Is these two people who have this weird beef over this weird thing that happened in their past, and they're all like twelve years old, so they're beefing over something that happened when they were like ten years old, and like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's little whack stuff like that, you know. Outside of like Gara and and um and whatnot, but it's, just, it's it's all like weird underdog, like fake underdog stuff that I'm just like I'm not with it. Like I don't know, man. It it, it did not bang with me as much as Dressrosa did. I think the worst part for it for me is the fact that at least Dressrosa had an ending. Fucking the tuning exams got interrupted. They didn't even have a Yeah, conclusion. they got interrupted. <laughs> That's the biggest they thing. They, they ran up on their turf mid thing. They were like, yo, this is so boring. Let's just attack the village. Exactly. <laughs> they were loyal. <laughs> You're like, let's just attack the village instead. Whatever. Like, what like even even with that, like, um, you you have with Battle City, it got interrupted with the Isekai arc, and they still came back and finished the tournament. And it they blew up the whole tower where they were fighting on. Like at least that came back and had an ending. This is the only one that people cherish that really didn't have an ending. You know what I mean? So 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 I love seeing this because I always wanted to know whether people prefer Naruto or One Piece. <laughs> so this was like a case study for me in terms of the general public of like, are more people seeing Naruto? Are more people seeing One Piece? Do people care? Um, but it, it's an interesting people, people topic. People definitely have more seen. I think people have definitely seen more Naruto than One Piece. Well, yeah, because Naruto is Naruto, Naruto has like a finite set of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it's actually ended and with with I mean and when this happens in, in One Piece, this is so late in the game of One yeah. Piece. Like this is this is not a like early One Piece thing. Like this is the you you right. have already had to been invested with One Piece. The tuning exams happen very early in Naruto. You kind of get you know what I'm saying it's like the first major thing. So it's kind of like that's that's probably why so many people hold their heart so close to it because this is really when you do get to meet all these characters that end up carrying this series throughout. Like when you actually get into Dress Rosa, like there's been so much stuff established. There's been so many things established that you're 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 like I said, you're already deep in the game. So that's probably why those kind of moments hit a little harder because you're like, damn, Sabo came back. Like, oh shit, I thought like we haven't really seen him and we thought he was dead. Right. Or you know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's it, shit like that. It, it's and such this- an interest. Go go ahead, Mills. No, no, finish it because I'm going to transition to a new point. Go ahead. I was going to say it's such an interesting case because of how One Piece started. Like, we got the original Four Kids dub, and it's kind of hard to say, like, how One Piece is because 
Yu-Gi-Oh started with a four kids dub and that actually ended up pretty well. But with One Piece, they they made so many interesting changes where people were like, eh, I don't really, you know, rock with that. And it wasn't a consistent viewing. Like with with Yu-Gi-Oh, we had it like every Saturday morning and then it transitioned to like you know, at weekdays on Kids WB. With One Piece, you had it, like, on certain channels of Fox on Saturday or Sunday mornings. And even then, they made so many interesting changes with the dub where it's like, I don't know if I can really rock with that, which is why we ended up with the Funimation dub later down the line. Whereas with Naruto, it started with such a very good dub, even though, like, people will have you know, qualms with Naruto saying believe it or whatever like that. But it was such a nostalgic and ingrained thing. Like you get to hear, you know, people use sensei for the first time. So when kids go to class, you're like, oh, that's my sensei. You know what I mean? It's so many different things that are ingrained into the pop culture of Naruto because it had such a great dub that just sticks out into our mind. And One Piece never really got that. With Yu-Gi-Oh's case, it, it was a card game. So, you know, you had something that tied along with the game, with the show. So it wasn't necessarily, like, anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? Um, in regards to people getting attached to the series. One Piece didn't really get that in regard because of how it transitioned over here. The dub was questionable. There is nothing that you could really, like, gravitate onto material-wise to where it's, like, you know, the merchandise sold... So it's selling One Piece and, you know, vice versa. There is nothing really about that with One Piece. Like we get that in Japan and you see like so many One Piece stores in Japan, but that's because of, you know, it's it's the natural language. It didn't have to be dubbed or it didn't have to have any edits in the showing for, you know, kids. So when it came time for One Piece to get a proper dub with Funimation, it's like, okay, we kind of see where how great it is and we kind of get a latching onto that. But by, at that point, Yu-Gi-Oh! has already made its foothold into, like, Western culture. Naruto has already made its foothold in the Western culture. We're in Shippuden now at that point. You know what I mean? And then it started to get to the late game Shippuden. So it's like, all right, at the point that we got the Funimation dub, I'm pretty sure One Piece was in- heading in towards the the Summit War. And so with, with all of that in mind, that's 500 episodes. And you you don't get a chance to grow along with the series. You got to catch up at that point. You know what I mean? And a lot of people really didn't get into anime. Uh, for me, personally, I didn't see a lot of people getting into anime until, like, the last five or so years. And especially with One Piece. Like, One Piece has become such a bigger thing now because people see how great it is. But it's such a daunting task to catch up to a yeah. thousand episodes at this point over the course of 20 yeah. years. So it's like, you know what I mean? I think One Piece was just set back be- by how it was, you know, pro- how its production was handled. I agree. I think a lot of it, and and you talk about a lot of the new anime and people getting an anime itself. I this is also a good case study of like, okay, we put a lot of new anime on there. I think we made sure to put some recent ones of, of all various eras. We have the nineties, we have two thousands, we have two thousand tens, and there might be a two thousand twenty on one of these things. Um, but except uh, freaking God of High, uh, why no, did we no. not put that? <laughs> please no. <laughs> I, I just know that like um, that's going to be a very very questionable um, handling production of that that show as well. I, I'm caught up to it, so like the it, it takes a long time to get invested. And the way that mm. they started out the manga, I mean, they started out the anime. It's already like, yeah, nah, this this is not going to end up well as an anime I, series. I, They're probably going to reboot it. Yeah, yeah, I I thought it was funny that we took it off, but I'm not I'm not against <laughs> taking it off. Um, but 
we have a lot of, I mean, so we're going to hit the final four. And the final four thus far, the people have won. The Dark Tournament beat the UA Sports Festival. I have no yeah, qualms yeah, against no, that because yeah. the Dark Tournament is just going to Dark Tournament its way through this entire thing. Um, the Tournament of Power squeaked by the 23rd oh, World came back. Tournament. The yeah. comeback win by the tournament. So, okay. <laughs> we, we, we had a conversation about this, and I said that Tournament of Power is my dark horse because I truly think that people really bang with Tournament of Power. Um, but the fact that it was up against a strong battle against uh, the World Martial Arts Tournament, uh, that solidifies, I, I think, the dark tournament just gets, got this. I think well, I think this I, is a breeze by. So so I'm not I'm not actually I'm not completely sure about this. All right. So I think if you watched a lot of anime, yes. I think if you if you're into a lot more recent stuff, Tournament of Power might I feel like it might have a chance because Dragon Ball Z is just so notable compared to Yu Yu yeah. Hakusho. Um, so there might be a chance people might say like, yo, I've seen tournament of power. I have not seen the dark tournament up to last year. I didn't see the dark tournament. So I probably would have said tournament power is pretty awesome. First of all, tournament power is pretty good. I don't want, I did. I hate the discourse. No, it's, that it's really, really good. good. Yeah. No, um, it is really good. And tournament of power has a lot of big moments that, um, even outside of the ultra instinct, um, right. there are just a lot of, yeah, just even outside of Ultra Instinct, there's just a lot of big moments and memorable moments of callbacks, feels. Uh, yeah, I think if yeah, you want to ask that. me, like, character if growth, bit, right? If it's between Jiren and Piccolo, I think Piccolo is obviously the better villain at this point for a lot of stakes that were built in in the prior arc, or at least the arc prior to the tournament. Um, yeah. But I think overall, like, Tournament of Power holds up pretty well. I can, you can still watch it and kind of like just enjoy it. It holds up really, really well. So the Dark Terminal versus Tournament Power is going to be a very, very interesting matchup. And then on the other side, you have the Chunin Exams versus the Battle City Tournament, which now I think you get, once again, this is the case of like, if you've seen Naruto, which I guess a lot of people fucking have, there's a whole brand, damn near a whole merch <laughs> a merch <laughs> thing that's just Naruto. Um so if you've seen the tuning exams versus the Battle City Tournament, it's like, okay, do you go for nostalgia? Because Battle City Tournament is really good. I kind of really yeah. hope it wins that, you know, that that right side. Because it it was such an all-encompassing arc of like it wasn't just a we have these eight people they're gonna go up against. It was all it's the entire community. You brought back old people, you um established kind of where they're at. You had stakes, which were the god cards, which um if you gain all three, you're pretty much the strongest thing. It it took it up from the what was the Pegasus Island thing called? Duelist Kingdom. Duelist Kingdom. It took the stakes of that and it raised it even higher. And I was like, oh, this is pretty damn good. Um so I kind of hope it takes that side. Also, I haven't seen the shooting exams. Um, <laughs> so that's a major thing. But I think... I think shooting know, exams get this. Uh, I, I think I think Battle City... Uh, Battle City was definitely going to get this far. Shooting exams got this in the bag, though. I, I feel like... <laughs> too many pe- two people... No, because people like Yu-Gi-Oh! People like... People are really like Yu-Gi-Oh! People mm-hmm. love Naruto. Naruto. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. People love Naruto. Like people go hard for Naruto. And once again, shooting exams is such an like an important part of that entire series, and it comes so early 
that it, it is is really is like the dark tournament. Dark tournament really is like the big thing that happens in Yu Yu Hakusho. Like you get a bunch of like arcs throughout it. I remember yeah. before it. It's a game changer, like, pretty much. It's it's literally it's the game changer. It's this is the moment where you're like, holy shit, like Yusuke is really that dude, or you know what I'm saying? And or you and you figure out all like the you know, after the dark tournament, everything after that is so um it just is relying on it. Without yeah. the dark tournament, you get nothing after it. Everything's connected to it. And that's like in a sense, like the shooting exams. You, should, yeah. you could tie so much stuff to the shooting exams being the start of that. There's yeah. things that happen before it. But, like, the shooting exams is really, you're like, holy shit, like, this is really where this story starts. Yeah, I think because of, and with tuning exams, like you said, where the story really starts, it's because the show is called Naruto. The tuning exams is the biggest point for Naruto uh, because he makes a statement to everybody around him, like, you know, don't count me out because I'm just the holder of the nine-tailed fox, you know. Count me out if I'm weak, but don't count me out because of some because of my past. I'm working hard to, you know, sit in the seats where the third and the Kazakage, all of these guys are up there who are like the greatest ninjas in their villages. You know, I'm trying to reach that stage. So don't count me out because of that. And I think with with the tuning exams, it's really good for Naruto's character growth. Like, um, especially when we see how he beats Neji, who was classified as the favorite, uh, how he stands up when Sasuke was kind of put down in uh, in his place with Orochimaru right there. Uh, you know what I mean? It's so many good things that happen in Naruto's development, and it shows, it gives us a lot of different characters that we come to love later on. We get to see Shikamaru grow. Shikamaru is one of my favorite characters in Naruto, like, hands down. Him and Choji. Like, those two, if it wasn't, like, if, it, if, if we had a series following those two, I would love it. Um, and Mules, you might have to do uh, something up with Naruto later on. I, I would. Oh really- yeah, for sure. Well, listen, I'm I'm trying to plow through things at at all types of time. I completed the first hundred episodes of One Piece, so I'm very happy about that. Will we get into it next? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> no, I was, well, real quick, since you completed that, how do you feel about One Piece? Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, it's, I I never had a doubt that it wasn't good, but I just never. Again, it's such a daunting task, and that's not yeah. really one you the feeling that you want to get from a sort of anime. Yeah, um, I know that for a lot of people, you want to hit that sweet spot of episodes where you're just tuning in. And you're like, okay, this is a story I can kind of maneuver through this, but the daunting task of like at least me getting through the first one hundred, um, it was pretty enjoyable, and it's it, it uh it went pretty by, I pretty quickly by, and I blame Netflix on that purely netflix because (laughs) that's out the beginning it cuts out the end i can go 1.25 speed i can do a whole bunch of other things to manipulate how long it actually takes me to watch these episodes and get through them so it was pretty enjoyable um but yeah i mean just kind of looking at this bracket i mean i think everything nothing's really bad that this up to this point yet i think we i think it was a pretty good uh uh bracket it, it, it once again it gets me a peek into like what people are actually watching and what people value over other things um because there are a lot of great i think there's a lot of great tournament arcs here from everything that i've kind of seen and you know we'll see who it is i'm i'm kind of glad dragon ball z is kind of like offing itself yeah <laughs> because yeah, I, okay why didn't we put them on both on, on separate sides because no, if, I'm, if, I'm if we had got the final <laughs> and it was dragon ball versus dragon ball super I probably would have been like, all right, well, we did it to ourselves. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, I would have been, fi- I would have been fine with that though. I would have been nah, fine with it all. Dragon Ball, it would not have been fun. It would have, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun at all. Yeah, like, because then I get to listen, and then 
because then I would have been able to push my Dragon Ball is the best series, like Dragon Ball. Well, you could have done that now. It's, it's not Super. like it didn't go against each other. It's just you know. I mean, but no, it's not as fun it's when it's like the by. Elite Eight. It's when it's like the Elite here's eight. the thing: it's squeaked it's by. You one can say that <laughs> the final, the final, I would have been able to push an entire agenda, like the entire my all my focus would have been you on my agenda. You could have pushed the agenda now. I, I love it's pushing the Elite agenda. Eight, though. Listen, I don't think he. No, I just I think he doesn't want to push the agenda that it might beat out Yu Yu Hakusho. I think that's what that is. Yeah, that too. That too. I don't, I don't, I don't need, listen, I don't need, listen, this is a, this is for, for me, a diehard UU fan. This was stressful. This is a stressful tournament for me. All right. Listen, we, we are back. We got a very tough opponent next round. A very, very tough opponent. Terminal Super, people are going to cap and people are going to say, um, I, I want everyone to, I think the thing is Dark Tournament has so much like prestige and stuff behind it. Don't get me wrong. It's really, really good. But it has so much history and nostalgia powered into it. And Terminal of Power has so much other kind of baggage kind of attached to it as well, which is why I could see. But they're both really good. I don't know. I, I, if I had to pick one between Terminal of Power and Dark Tournament, I'm probably picking Dark Tournament, to be honest with you. But <laughs> man, I, Listen, man, the, the moment in the cave, the moment in the cave alone is just a... Yeah, I just connect. Moment in the cave or Ultra Instinct? <sighs> surfing on the surfing on the blast with Ultra Instinct Kamehameha. Ooh, see, <laughs> talk about it. Like there's so but, many different no, but that, but the, the 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 final spirit gun. Come on, like right. we come on the final spirit or the first time we see uh, Kodama, uh, uh turn into his demon form. Oh, Yonko, uh, Yoko, Yoko Karama. <laughs> Yeah, when he yeah. goes to Yoko Koromo, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, Dragon of the Darkness Flame. Dragon of the Darkness, come on. Like, th- <laughs> there is a lot of moments in here. Oh, man. Um, 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 All of them being, like, counted out, getting trapped in, like, the, the, health, turn- uh, the health tent. So, like, yeah. uh, <laughs> that is... Mm. I think the only downside for me is like just it's it's Kuwabara. That's the only downside. But even then, Kuwabara yeah, has so many not a lot it. of yeah. There's not a lot of downsides <laughs> in Dark Tournament. He he died, yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> like, come on. He never There's got my thing is he never got a win, and he was my favorite Yu Yu Hakusho character. He just never got he never got a real chance to like shine. He was the only normal human that was fighting. But like the point, but like that's the point though. Is I know. that he's really the he was the one that regardless if he lost though he was the heartbeat of that team yeah and like that was his that was how he played his role like even when he lost though he still popped his shit yeah he's like even in the loss he's like, i'm a real man like y'all didn't see me bitch out i ain't Ex- quit did i exactly I ain't die and you even got Kuenma so- standing on his t- on his two like because of, you know what i mean it's so good bro like Kuenma sitting back the entire time he gets into his adult form but he knows he has to make a stand if uh yusuke doesn't make it back in time like he has to come in and right. you know represent so it's it's so good bro but like it's coming up against dragon ball and that's that's a daunting task these are two juggernauts of the 90s it's but. a it's a pretty it's a pretty daunting task and tuning exams versus battle city tournament i think it's a you know do i think naruto gonna win probably but no, I it's gonna hope. win. It's gonna be would, Battle City. I would, I would hope. I would, I would at least hope it's at least a fight because the first round of this tournament went squashes all the way through. Oh, sh- 
I felt Blowout. bad for Black Clover. I felt bad for Haikyuu. I didn't I feel bad. bad. I didn't find it. Haikyuu was the Haikyuu one was really like surprising to me. I, I really thought that, that it was gonna. People don't know even know it. Like yeah, a lot of people haven't seen that. A lot of people haven't seen like the Fate Zero stuff. Uh, all in all, everybody just needs to watch this. Watch all of the shows on here. You know, like all of these yeah. wouldn't be on here if no, they weren't good. good yeah, I think the only I, thing I, that we we uh we discussed about taking off. I took up well, I took off Pokemon because essentially Pokemon is a very people get weird about Pokemon and it being an anime or if it isn't an anime or does it matter in the anime? I don't understand like, why it's definitely an anime. It, it's it's like, because of how it started. That's why and how it continued and how it, <laughs> there's a lack of a story kind of there's a lack of a thread built through it besides the one obvious one it's like actually probably more insulting than goku being an idiot or or uh you know anything like that because they just start over <laughs> and it's yeah. just like you're led to believe that this guy who just painstakingly went through an entire region um now start over and is losing on day 1 so People it's get so worried sad. about Pokemon. I just it, uh I should have like did Pokemon the same thing with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They it's a so we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I'm interested. Tuesday is when the final four begins, and then we'll know the winner before uh by the time we we are all able to record next week, we'll know the winner, is what I'll say. So yeah. Good yeah. keep voting, please. No, yeah, for real. Keep voting. Keep keep us and keep giving us follow, your opinions. Follow. Yeah, keep giving us your opinions on everything. I mean, just follow the lookout. I see, you know, be be a part of the community. We we're always trying to start some type of conversation on the TL. So, you know, yeah, be involved, be engaged. You know, the look that's why the lookout is here. We're we're here for you guys, so we can all talk our shit. I'm able to come on here and tell y'all that the tuning exams is shouldn't be one piece. And now y'all will never hear the y'all 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 won't hear the the end of it from me. If it ends up winning this whole thing, if it ends up winning this whole thing, I might become unbearable. Oh, I'm pissed. If it beats, if it beats dark tournament, if it beats dark tournament or tournament of power, I am going to be a complete asshole. I'm gonna be a jackass. You might have to mute me. So I'm, oh, just, I'm just putting that all right there. Yeah. I will unprivate my Twitter just to talk shit. Like, yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I don't want it to win the whole thing. But you know, Mills, thank you for for pulling up on the Big Ox podcast. This was this is uh, no fun problem. Episode. This is a long ass episode. This is an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, we might cut some stuff out. It's okay. <laughs> um, but no, make sure you guys though for real follow follow the local RNC. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you know, Manga Monday we dropping every Monday. So thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Big Ox podcast. Uh, AD, what's the sign off? Uh, more manga, more anime, more water, more life. Mm-hmm.